0: (laughs) Hi. Thanks for the heads up, (laughs) bitch. I said
1: we're
0: gonna
1: record them.
0: Hi. Welcome to Mental Health Sucks, where we upload on the right day at the right time. Hey. hey. For this week, yeah, don't count on it every week. We are not consistent. That's expecting a little too much of us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, give us a break.
0: We suck. Calm down. Calm down. How dare you place your unrealistic expectations on us? Well, I know we said we would upload every Tuesday at 5 a.m., but you gotta oh. fuck off for just a little bit.
1: That was aggressive. Oh, Are you okay? I'm so sorry. You got, like, really close to the microphone. <laughs> you look like you're about to fight. Well, <laughs> I am. Are you?
0: Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay, dog. What's up,
1: Buttercup? Hi, friend. That I hate that. I don't fucking even gross. Care. It's delicious. Your taste buds suck. I don't. I just don't like beer. Again, your taste buds suck.
0: My taste buds long for ranch and ranch only. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ranch fills the cracks in my heart. Literally,
0: it literally oh, does. I have very high blood pressure. <laughs>
1: You're hilarious. Oh fuck. How was your weekend? Long. Because you were at a wedding, right? Yep. Which, by the way, you look like a babe. Thanks. You're
0: welcome. I cried a lot of the time. Why? It was just a lot. I was really overwhelmed. I was supposed to be in the wedding party and I opted. I removed (laughs) myself from it um, because of my family situation. And I don't know like the whole thing was just sad cuz i was like fuck that should be me up there with my best friend oh, and yeah. yeah but like coming from other than that it was a beautiful wedding sorry every fucking time I know I meant
1: to turn it <laughs> off and then we were talking and i got distracted
0: um no other than that it was a very beautiful wedding very very well put together <laughs> the- <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, my god we're back sorry. okay what I was saying was very beautiful wedding, very well put together. Good. It was nice seeing me friends. Good. Despite it being sad, it was happy at the same time. So I know. I'm sorry it was
1: sad though. It's okay. Okay.
0: Other than that, um, you watched my goose. Goose. Um, she's alive, so I know you didn't kill her. I didn't. Nope. We did not have another fish casualty. Um,
1: God, when you called me and you're like,
0: Why does she look so scared? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, so Chelsea, so my dog is deathly afraid of gum. I'm not sure why. Is it just like
1: when you, I blow think, bubbles? Is I it think chewing? Like,
0: it's ever like if she sees me put a piece in my mouth, she is gone. Jesus. Anyway, so she, Chelsea FaceTimes me and she's like, Can I leave Lucy out? She just looks sad, <laughs> 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 like chewing on her fucking gum. Um she shows me her and I'm like, why is she shaking? Like, she looks so scared. And you're like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> She's like, you have gum, you idiot. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Oops. Because what kind of fucking animal is afraid of chewing gum? Deuce. Deuce. <laughs> Fuck, I felt so bad. So you, Emily goes, put her in her kennel. You messed up.
0: <laughs> so I put her in there
1: and I gave her a little treat because I felt so bad. I was like, I'm yeah. so sorry. And then
0: when I got back into town, then it was my turn to dog sit. Yeah. And then I watched your babies.
1: Yeah. And cleaned up their pee. Because Gypsy's a wreck. I need to call a vet and get her fixed this way. Why are you
0: whispering this right in my face with your <laughs> disgusting sour <laughs> I got kind milk. of
1: nervous that somebody was going to judge me for fixing my dog. I don't know. It's been a long day, all right? I've been up a long time. I did some stupid crossfish shit. I did some weird burpees and I kind of want to die. So there's that. Mm.
0: Hmm. How, how was your weekend? I think that's the only weekend update I have to mm. say.
1: It was good. It was good. Went to the carnival with my kiddos. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of fun until we got rained out. And like we had to run home in a fucking downpour lightning storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God, so we did that they won some goldfish and i got some fucking goldfish great yeah i was like yay this is really what i want yeah
0: i saw on someone's snapchat i don't know i mean i'm friends with a lot of people who got fish for their kids at the carnival there's already a casualty i think it was amy Amy. i was like it could have been like this person this person
1: this person i just like didn't expect them to like like I figured, like, if you made a ball, you got a stuffed goldfish. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. And then he, like, pulls out these bags of goldfish, and I was like, hold up. First of all, you're supposed to ask the parent before you show a child a new pet. I did not, I was not aware what I was paying $3 for. I thought I was paying for a bucket of balls. Fishies. <laughs> so you have, you're like, four, don't you? Yeah, there's the beta fish that's in Avery's room. So I kind of shot myself in the foot because Avery for her birthday asked me to redo her room and paint mm-hmm. the walls. I was like, for sure, girl, that's all you're gonna ask for. And now her birthday's tomorrow. And then she I get her back on Wednesday, and I have to have everything done by Wednesday. Well, tomorrow's the perfect time to do it. I'll come over
0: if you buy me alcohol. Duh. I get off at five. Fine. Fuck off. <laughs> your fucking stupid eyes. I'm- <laughs> I'm so sorry. Why are you so aggressive? I was in a good mood and then we you and I started conversing. Oh and now this is where I'm at. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> not a funny joke today. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Fuck. Uh yeah. Yikes. So So there's that. How I dropped you- a shit ton of money on stuff for Avery's room.
0: Okay, her stuff for her room is so cute. She's gonna have a cuter room than me.
1: Like now for my birthday, I wanna redo my room.
0: You never answer my question though. Where are you going
1: to put your son? They like typically share a room. He's gonna have to deal with it. So for his birthday last year, I redid that room downstairs for him. Mm-hmm. And he slept down there for like two months and then he's like, no, now I'm scared. So maybe if I, maybe he if, has like the
0: coolest room in the house. That's too. what I
1: fucking told him. I'm like, dude, when you're a teenager, you're gonna be like, fuck you, mom. I'm going to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the biggest room in the house. If I wasn't terrified of burglars breaking in and murdering my children, I would sleep down there. Yeah. But I sleep upstairs so I can be the first person murdered. My children can jump the window. You think about these things as a mom. Like if somebody breaks in, I don't want to be downstairs because I need to be the first one that the burglars get to, not my kids. I guess.
0: Yeah, he is like the coolest room ever. Maybe if we
1: re reamp it up, it's... He just asked me yesterday if we could repaint it again, and mm-hmm. I'm like, motherfucker. <clears throat> yes, but not today. Now yeah. he wants it green. I'm like, I'm not painting your walls green. Ew! No uh, green walls, I'm okay. red carpet in the
0: base. I'm okay with green if it's like dark green and the carpet gets ripped out.
1: Well, not... I think
0: green th- and I...
1: Bleh. That's what I'm sure that's what he means. But I'm also thinking like dark green in the basement.
0: Mm, I love dark green.
1: Yeah. Ew. Sorry, excuse me. You would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm delirious at this point. Delirious? I, well, I got up at six and then I went to the gym in Rapid. So I went to like an actual gym. Mm-hmm. Not really. I went to Planet Fitness. I don't think that counts. <laughs> Um, but I did legs and then I did some stupid CrossFit shit. And then I ended up at Target as you do, of course. Right. I was like, mm, I got some time to kill Well, I was going to go to Hobby Lobby and it was all fucking shut off and fenced off. Ugh. There was a big hole in the Hobby Lobby side. I don't know what the fuck happened. There's a bunch of construction workers there. And I was like, balls. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go to Target. So then I dropped another $100 at Target. We love Target. Did I need anything? No. Did I get things? I did. So here we are. Welcome. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that? So Uh, yeah, what are we gonna talk about today? Attachment. Attachment styles. I tried to find a quiz. But every quiz that I found, because I want to know what my attachment style is.
0: You, you don't. You're a fucking therapist, Chelsea. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what your attachment style is? Fuck. a you? Okay. What is your attachment style? Just think about it. Well, let Based me. Based off of what
1: you know. Let me just pull. It's not secure. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't tell you. I probably have an anxious attachment style. I think for me, it depends.
0: I think for me, it depends on who the person is.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Like with you, like my attachment style is pretty secure, but I think generally like my attachment style, honestly, it's probably either anxious or avoidant.
0: I gonna say you are definitely avoidant to me, I think. Not to me,
1: but like in general. Yeah. Don't fucking come near me with your bullshit. Fuck off. And then if I like, well, no, not you.
0: I think I'm kind of disordered too.
1: Like just in general?
0: Look at these pictures. They're so bad. (laughs) Look at his knees. Look at his knees. Look Look at at his face. (coughs) Anyways, yeah. Yikes. Confusion or apprehension is disorder. I feel like I'm disordered. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you are. I am brittle. Those aren't
1: the. Well,
0: I guess those are. Yeah. Secure, ambivalent, avoidant, and disordered.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm just avoidant because I do like. We'll we'll go through these later. But, yeah, I'm extremely self-reliant. My trauma response is hyper-independence. Like, I don't need you. I'll do it myself. I don't ask for help. Asking for help is, like, my biggest weakness. I will not fucking do it. I know. I would rather go bankrupt and, like, be homeless before I'm like, by the way, can somebody help me pay my bills? (laughs) I'd rather live on the streets. Yeah. Okay, so
0: we're probably talking in, like, a different language for people who don't know what uh, attachment styles are right now. So let's talk
1: about what attachment styles are. So let's start with the background. Bowlby's theory of attachment so it was originally developed by john Bowlby, um, a british psychoanalyst and he was trying to understand the intense distress experienced by infants once they're separated from their moms mm-hmm. um it's i mean you could say caregivers but generally like infants struggle more when they're separated from their mom because mom carries them nurses them like their attachment starts with mom um so that's kind of where it comes from and so he was looking at all of these behaviors and how these behaviors come to be. And he starts thinking like, okay, this has to serve some sort of evolutionary function. Like why do we need to be attached and in what ways? Um, So he's looking at attachment behaviors like crying and um, found out that it was all about parents. Um, So the people who provide support, protection, and care. So then that's kind of where he came up with the behavioral attachment system. Mm -hmm. And then we start looking at differences in attachment styles. So, you know, you have a kiddo whose parents are very attentive and aunts, like, pick him up every time he cries. So then he becomes securely attached. Or then you have the baby who just sits in his crib and cries all day long and mom or dad doesn't respond to the baby's need. Right. Then that child grows to develop a different attachment style. So that's kind of where attachment stems from is that that theory of attachment. So Bobby believe that there
0: are four distinguishing characteristics of attachment. Um, there's proximity maintenance which is the desire to be near the people who we are attached to. Um, There is a safe haven, which is returning to the attachment figure for comfort and safety in the face of fear or threat. There's a secure base, which is the attachment figure acts as a base of security from which the child can explore the environment. So like I'm might, i I'm okay with going off. But as long as you're here. Right. Um, and then there's the separation distress. Which is anxiety that occurs in the absence of the attachment figure. So parent. Um, Bowlby also made three key propositions about attachment theory. So first he suggested that when children are raised with confidence. That their primary caregiver will be available to them. Um, they are less likely I have to find myself again. Oh, um, they're like le- the
1: phone. What? We also should note that Mary Ainsworth was a psychologist that was involved with Bowlby in the 1950s, creating the attachment theory. I was getting there. Sorry. I just did not want to disregard that there was a female presence. Yes. In the yes. development of attachment theory.
0: Yes. Um, anyway, so the three, the key propositions. So the first one, like I said, was, He suggested that when children are raised with confidence that their primary caregiver will be available to them, that they are more likely or less likely to experience fear. Um, The second proposition was that he believed that this confidence is forged during a critical period of development during the years of infancy, childhood, and adolescence. So the expectations that are formed during that period tend to remain relatively
1: unchanged for the rest of their life. So essentially, like as adults, our attachment style as adults tend to mirror what we had in the dynamics with our caregivers when we were infants and children. So it's kind of like a reflection of our childhood. Correct. Which is really
0: fucked if you think about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the third proposition is. It says that he suggested that expectations are formed directly tied to experience. So in other words, children develop expectations that their caregivers will be responsive to their needs. Or vice versa. Right. So, right. Um, let's talk about Ainsworth a little bit. Because you brought Ainsworth up. Okay. Do you want to talk about her study?
1: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, because my next part was just talking about like how attachment style includes the way that we respond emotionally to others. Right. And the way the way that we behave and interact with them. Right. Okay. And then I go into attachment style. So, yeah. Talk about Ainsworth. So, Ainsworth did
0: a study called the Strange Situation Assessment
1: um i believe
0: it was in the 1970s um so the study involved observing children between the ages of 12 and 18 months um responding to a situation in which they were briefly left alone um with a stranger and then reunited with their mother um so the sequence of that study kind of looked like this so first the parent and the child are in a room together alone then the child explores the room with the Parental supervision. So they're kind of off exploring. Mom is still kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, the third part is a stranger will enter the room. They talk to the parent a little bit and then they approach the child. While they approach the child and interact with them, the parent quietly leaves the room and then the parent will return and then comfort the child. So based on those observations that Ainsworth collected, um, there were three major styles of attachment, which we discussed at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. which were secure attachment, ambivalent, slash insecure attachment, and then avoidant. So we have those three. And then researchers Maine and Solomon, um, I don't know what their first names are, um, added the fourth attachment known as disorganized slash insecure attachment attachment. So that's where those attachment styles come from, or those observations from that study.
1: Yeah. So there is an author, Peter Lovenheim, and he wrote a book called The Attachment Effect. Um, And so what he says, and I just think it's a powerful way of representing what we're talking about, is his quote from the book is, human beings are born helpless, so we are hardwired at birth to search for and to attach to a reliable caregiver for protection. So like if you think about a newborn baby, you are literally born completely hardwired to rely on somebody to make sure you do not die. Mm -hmm. And if you cannot form an attachment to that person, your rate of survival goes way down. And so that's where the changes in attachment styles really kind of start to manifest. So it's like the quality of that first bond, whether it's loving and stable or if it's inconsistent or if it's absent, it's going to shape the developing brain. So it's how we deal with loss. It's how we deal with relationships. It's how we deal with friendships. It's how we deal with any sort of right. relational situation. Yeah. Um,
0: before we go into the characteristics of each um, style, I'm also, so I'm on verywellmind.com. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. that this was interesting. It says those described as ambivalent or avoidant during childhood can become securely attached as adults. So this your attachment style does not remain the same throughout your lifespan. I think that's really important to know. Um, While those with a secure attachment in childhood can show insecure attachment patterns as they grow up to be adults, Mm -hmm. which I think, I mean, makes sense to me because if you're secure securely attached as a child, you have these expectations going through life that all these people are going to be here for me and, when people begin to disappoint you in adulthood, those that attachment style can flip really quickly.
1: Well, and I'll throw a curveball at you trauma, right? Trauma is not, you know, it's not linear. It's not one specific time that you're allowed to have trauma. So your brain doesn't stop developing until I think 26 is what they're saying now. So you have from birth to age 26 for shit to affect your developing brain. And so any sort of traumatic event can change your attachment style, right? So you have secure attachments all the way until Fuck, I'll just use myself. Five years old, your dad has a psychotic break and dies. Right. That changed my attachment style because before then I had very secure attachments. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm like, I, this is how I know I'm avoidant. I didn't talk about it for like 15 years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it's, it had affected every relationship that I've had prior to my thirties Right. because I was working on trying to find an attachment with somebody without having to invest too much into that attachment. Expecting you know, people to leave. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, any, any sort of event can alter the way you view your attachments to other people. Right. And just, I, I, and it's not the same for anyone either. No, no, nope. bullying. I mean, any sort of event that kind of shapes the way you view relationships Mm -hmm. can help switch that attachment style.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I know in that same um, part of the article, it mentions divorce. Um, It says what role might factor, such as divorce or parental discord play in the formation of attachment styles. Um, in a study conducted by Hazen and Shaver, they found that parental divorce seemed unrelated to attachment style, which oh, is, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but thats I guess that's interesting to me because I mean, like I said, it's different for everybody. So, um, if you view a relationship in a specific light, you might, you would grow up looking for those same relationships. Sure. Surely. But, yeah, I but, just thought that was interesting to point out too because I mean, divorce can be a really hard thing, and but it can also be a
1: really easy thing. Right. So I mean, here's my here's my two cents for whatever it's worth, which is nothing. Um, are you sure? Yes. I feel like you're an expert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate you. I might I love be you. an expert at
1: what? What not to do? Your silence. Speaks louder than words right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Whatever. Um, so I don't think it's so much the divorce that would have the impact, but the way that relationship is managed prior to and after the divorce. Yeah. Absolutely. So the divorce is not the event that changes the attachment style. It's what the children see through the parents who are separating. Mm-hmm. That's going to be what kind of influences their attachment style. Good one. Thanks.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's talk about secure attachment, which none of us have.
0: So in my article, Chelsea this is unrelated to what the people are listening to, but it's recording, so we're gonna talk about it anyways. I have characteristics in as children and as adults. Mm. So we can just kind of flip-flop there. Okay. So you go ahead and talk about secure attachment and then I'll just hop on your biggie back and choo-choo talk about the characteristics.
1: Or oh, the, the attachment train. Okay. <gasps> oh,
0: write it down there's the
1: smirk oh my god i had a client this is unrelated (laughs) we were were talking about like hurting people Mm -hmm. as you do in therapy um and he's like i feel like people should be afraid of you and i was like why (laughs) and he's like you get this look in your eye like you could probably eat their soul and I was like, I am a witch, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell him that. And I was like, okay, well, point it out next time because I don't realize when I'm doing it. And he's like, oh, it's only when I say this specific name. And so he said the name, and I, I must have made a face because he's like, there it is. And I was like, well, maybe I could eat that soul. I'm not sure. Oh, my gosh. Unrelated to totally anything. Okay. So secure attachment style refers to, and this is from Mind Body Green, um, But it refers to the ability to form secure, loving relationship with other people. So someone who's securely attached often, not always, but often does not have a lot of difficulties trusting people. They're easy. Like they accept love. They can give love. Everything is super reciprocal. There's not a lot of like chaos in their relationships. So that secure attachment is like very trusting. And so it makes me think of like our friendship, right? Well, I dislike that you have other friends because I'm your only friend, obviously, (laughs) okay (laughs) but you know i I think about friendships like that where it's like i know that you're not out there talking shit about me so i trust you with like my deep dark dirty secrets T. yeah you know because like you've i just have that secure attachment with you so you're able to depend on others without becoming totally dependent so remaining independent while depending on other people
0: you know why i love our friendship kind of off topic not really kind of off topic um this weekend I texted you and I was like, I have a present for you. And like, not even like a minute and a half later, you texted me. You're like, I have a present for you. I'm like, <laughs> like, I, like, I'm like, i always thinking about you. I know. I, I see something and I'm like, oh, Chelsea would love that.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's like, that's the kind of friendship I, I love. It's just the people who have those, like, this is totally unrelated. Whatever. <laughs> just, just like the friends who are like, I saw this and I thought about you. hmm It's not like oh I fucked up and we had a big fight and I told your big secret so here's a fucking cup and a necklace and some crystals right no it's like I got these things because I was excited and I thought about you so I love us um so secure fun statistic for you about fifty six percent of adults have a secure attachment type according to the foundational attachment research I think as of what year nineteen (laughs) eighties
0: I was gonna say if you think about adults now as as our generations are beginning to get old, like our generation is very open with mental health and like yeah. they're very avoidant, I feel.
1: Us or before us?
0: Us. Oh, oh I feel yeah. like I feel like the upcoming adults slash early adults are very like, mental illness, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: talking about it anymore. Right. I'm fine, it's right. fine, everything's so fine. That's- it's okay to not be okay, but I'm fine. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna say that number seems very high for secure attachment. I feel
1: well. Maybe, maybe it's an accurate number, and we're just talking to all the wrong fucking people. It's the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of us insecure bastards over here. We just pile together. Okay.
0: Um. So some common characteristics. Obviously, they're not all the same. Um. As children. Um. Separates from parents, seeks comfort from parents when frightened, greets return of parents with positive emotions, prefers parents to strangers.
1: So this is like the kiddo that you see at the park who will go far enough away and explore, but will turn back and like circle around and check to make Mm -hmm. sure mom's still there or dad or whoever. As adults, they have trusting and lasting relationships, tend
0: to have good self-esteem, share feelings and patterns with friends, and they seek out social support
1: probably very easily. (laughs) So not me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> see well, that's why at the beginning of the episode when we were talking about what we think our type is I think it's different with every person that you have because like with you I would say yes yeah, very secure with I could I don't I can't name someone else right now but I'm sure that with that other person it would be avoided i <laughs>
1: are <so fucked> <laughs>
0: secure with you and
1: only you like theres a the world <laughs> we, but I'm it, saying I think it depends on the person well For and sure. I think it I think it depends on like, the dynamics of your relationship because when yeah, we first met absolutely when we first met i was avoidant i was like i'm not getting to know these new bitches like yeah they're gonna be in and out i'm i'm not staying like fuck it, i don't want to get to know them and then it was like let's have a podcast
0: you know so and now we're
1: besties so initially it was that very avoidant like i'm not gonna waste my time getting to know somebody who's not gonna stay in my life right so i think it also depends on like the, the dynamics of the relationship and how much time and effort you invest into that too Next. So, all of the other attachment styles are called insecure attachment styles. Yes. So, the next one I have is anxious attachment style. Um, And I think that's the same as ambivalent. Ambivalent. Yeah. Um, So, anxious attachment style is a form of insecure attachment which is marked by a deep fear of abandonment.
0: Look at this first sentence in mine. me Me. (laughs) this says children who are ambivalently attached tend to be extremely sus of strangers i'm still
1: learning how to just say suspicious fuck too old for this shit fuck oh too old for you you fucking infant okay (laughs) um (laughs) anxiously attached people tend to be very insecure about their relationships um They're always worried like you're gonna leave me, you're not gonna stay. So they're always seeking that validation. These are the validation seekers the kind of like give me, give me more. What you're giving me is not enough. Um, It's associated with like clingy clingy behavior, being super needy, um, feeling extreme anxiety if your partner doesn't text back fast enough or constantly feeling like you're not good enough or they don't care enough about you. Um, Can also be known as anxious preoccupied attachment and generally aligns with anxious ambivalent, ambivalent attachment style or anxious resistant attachment style. Um, like it's in this one, it says nineteen percent of adults have anxious attachment type. That that stat makes more
0: sense to me. <laughs> yes, I have in mind. Um, it says in some cases a child might passively reject the parent by refusing comfort or may openly display direct aggression. Yep, which is like.
1: Well, why would you be suspicious of your parents? Yep. They're not fucking meeting your needs.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Some common characteristics in children. May be wary of strangers. Become greatly distressed when parents leave. Do not appear comforted when their parents return. They're just never fucking happy. Fuck. I don't want you here, but I also don't want you to leave me. Oh, you just gave me the hand like, hold up. Just wait. No, keep going. Oh, no. Like, like I'm going to cover this. No, like
1: no, oh. you keep going. We just made eye contact and we made the face about something that I know we're going to talk about off pod. Oh, the, maybe
0: not. I'm talking about personality disorders. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We're
1: still going. <sighs> we're still, it just <sighs> okay. took a little. Sorry. Seat.
0: This happens and, I, <laughs> and everything
1: fucking freezes.
0: Yes. Okay, okay. As adults. Um, As adults, reluctant to become close to others worry that their partner does not love them and become very distraught when relationships end. Um, So I bring up personality disorders because what I just said was, I hate you, please don't leave me.
1: Borderline personality disorder.
0: So I wonder if there's a statistic, and I guess I should have figured this out before recording, um, on what the percentage of people who are diagnosed with borderline personality disorder do have this attachment style.
1: I, w- I would venture to say a huge chunk of them. Yeah. Um, Cause when you look at borderline personality <clears throat> disorder, part of the like prerequisite criteria um, according to the DSM is that they have some sort of prior childhood trauma mm-hmm. and issues with attachment. So it's, it's generally like their needs were not met as kids. And so they've had to create this personality to find a way to get those needs validated. So I'm mean mugging that fly. Th- I, I don't know where they're all coming from. I mean, I do, but like, I swear to God, I don't leave my door open long enough for 7,000 flies to come inside. I can't keep them away. Avoidant, okay. avoidant attachment style. Um, so this is characterized as a form of insecure attachment marked by a fear of intimacy. This is me like to a T. So people with this attachment style, Have a lot of trouble getting close to others or trusting other people in a relationship. We kind of keep the world at a distance. You know, it's kind of like we just push you back there because it's easier for you to be back there than to allow you close. Because if we allow you close, you're going to hurt us. Um, I say us like I've just fucking claimed this attachment style.
0: You're like, I am the queen. (laughs) I'm the
1: queen of avoidance. It's not (laughs) wrong. Um, So typically maintain some distance from their partner in largely have difficulty becoming emotionally available in their relationships. So again, preferring to be independent and relying only on themselves. So it's also known as dismissive avoidant attachment. And it generally aligns more like the anxious avoidant attachment style. And it says 25% of adults have this attachment type. So I feel less alone now. I suppose. Um, I have over
0: here on mine, That children who have this attachment style, they might not reject attention from a parent, but they don't seek it either. Um, Children with this attachment show no preference between a parent and a stranger, which is very dangerous.
1: (laughs) You got candy? Cool, bro. Take me with. You don't look like my mom. My parents suck ass. Can I have that Snickers? (laughs) You also suck ass,
0: by the way. Um, Give me that
1: fucking Snickers.
0: Common characteristics in children... (laughs) Um, may avoid parents. They don't seek much contact or comfort from their parents, and they show little to no preference between parents and strangers as adults. um, Some common characteristics might look like having problems with intimacy, investing little emotion in social and romantic relationships, and they might be unwilling or unable to share their thoughts or feelings very openly with others. So um, it says as adults, those with avoidant attachment tend to have difficulty with intimate and close relationships, um, because they don't invest much emotion into these relationships and experience little distress when the relationship ends, so they're like, "I don't care, peace out."
1: Sorry, friends and boyfriends
0: <laughs> and girlfriends and girlfriends
1: and whatever else, friends, animal friends. Oh, I know. I was. Like, I- That's a lie. I feel like I'm a little bit more attached to my animals than any other human in my life. Fuck off, Chris. <laughs> Lucy over, Chris. <laughs> Deu- Deuce for husband. <laughs> We're going to make fucking campaign signs this week and put them all over your
0: house. <laughs> Chris would be like, what the fuck is this? I mean,
1: you are stupid.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Last one.
1: Disorganized attachment characteristics. So also known as fearful attachment, right? Or fearful avoidant. Um, so it's a combination of anxious and avoidant attachment. So people with fearful avoidant attachment desperately crave affection, but also want to avoid it at the same time. So it's, it's kind of one of those things like I really would like to be loved, but I don't know how to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to accept love. I'll stop.
0: Yeah. You're hurting me. Sorry. She's like literally taking her phone and like shoving
1: it in my face. And like, I'm not literally doing that. You're calling me out hard. Well, you called your, nobody would have known unless you had opened your big old mouth.
0: Anyone who knows me knows. (laughs) Everyone knows. What do you Um. fucking mean no one would know?
1: Everyone knows. So people with disattachment style tend to be reluctant to develop close relationships, but they just have that dire need to feel love. Um, And it's not so much as like, I hate you, don't leave me. It's love me, but I don't know how to accept that. Mm -hmm. I want you to love me, but I don't know how to do that. Um, so it's also known as disorganized attachment, which I think is what you have. It's very rare and not well researched. So what we do know is it's use a- me as a mouse. <laughs> use me as a mouse. You know, they have to euthanize lab rats. <laughs> what are you laughing? That's not funny. That's why I took my rat home in college. You want me to like, euthanize you? No, <laughs> I need you. I'm avoidant, but I'm, I hate you. You're, don't leave me. You're secure with me. I don't need you. Bye. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. <laughs> but no. Anyway, Next. that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> we do know that fearful avoidance <laughs> attachment... <laughs> Jesus. Attachment is associated with significant psychological and relational risks, including heightened sexual behavior, an increased risk of violence in relationships and difficulty re- regulating emotions just in general. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <Give> us- <laughs> so it's weird. They only gave me age one and age
1: six. They didn't give me child and adult. That feels really unsettling since I just talked about sexual promiscuity. I know
0: it's kind of weird. Um, so age- But
1: not well researched so that would make sense.
0: At age one, they show a mixture of avoidant and resistant behavior and they may seem dazed, confused, or apprehensive. <laughs> at age six, they <laughs> at age six, they may take on a parental role, and some children may act as a caregiver toward the
1: parent. So I have some examples. So a quick primer on what the circumstances are going to look like. So for secure attachment, attachment, (laughs) Jesus. So for secure attachment, caregivers are responsive and attuned to their child's needs. Kiddo cries, parent response, anxious attachment. Caregivers are inconsistent, unpredictable with affections and sometimes overly involved or intermittently withdrawn. Um, So they're, they're just unpredictable. Sometimes they're there. Sometimes they're not, which makes sense with the anxious attachment is like, I don't understand. Um, avoid an attachment. Generally the caregivers are not responsive, but are dismissive or distant, um, consistently emotionally disconnected from their child. So the child's going to believe that their needs are never going to get met. And so I, I say like, this is how my attachment style developed because like my needs were consistently met and then my dad died and then my mom was grieving. And so none of my needs were met mm. and then I was like, well, fuck. And so I just crammed it all down and you know, and then fearful avoidant. So this type of an environment, is disorganized. Um the caregiver can be frightening or traumatizing, so the child might have this like deep sense of fear. Um and lack of trust even though it wants those connections. So this is a lot of times what we see in like abuse cases. Um so the the child develops a poor understanding of boundaries, um confuses what as to what a healthy relationship looks like because it's not modeled in their home. And so that's why I say, usually this is where we see like the abuse and neglect cases and the kiddos coming out with this kind of attachment style. I found another quiz. Oh, we're about
0: to take a quiz. Even though I think we already know who is who.
1: It's scrolling on its own. Like there's a ghost in here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, No spam. No email. Okay. wait, Wait see results at any time. A quick assessment. No registration. Is real. You will not be able to log in. Blah, blah, blah. For men 18 years or older.
0: Okay. Nice. Okay. What does the
1: first question say? Are you male or female? Okay. I already dislike it. There's not an option for non binary. Stupid. Okay. We're going to do me first because I'm more important. I was just kidding, by
0: the way. I don't know if I want to take it. It's going to call me out so fucking hard.
1: I already called you out, so it's not like it's going to say something I already I'm
0: 1,000% disorganized. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Chelsea! Yes, I am! (laughs) You know that I fucking am!
1: Oh, shit. Okay,
0: I think I'm going to pause this, and we can come back when the quiz is over. Fine. Be back momentarily. Are you fucking ready for this? Yes. Oh, wait. We are back. We're back. Are you fucking ready?
1: (laughs) Okay. Your attachment anxiety score is 4.17 on a scale of 1 to 7, but my avoidance is 5.28. I am ranked high avoidant. (laughs) You already knew that. Okay, wait. I kind of do want to take it. For example, people are low and blah, 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 blah. Combining my anxiety and avoidance, I fall into the fearful region of the space. Fearful people tend to have much more in their difficulty in their relationships. They tend to avoid becoming emotionally attached to others, and even in cases in which they do enter a committed relationship, might be characterized by mistrust or lack of confidence. Ooh. I hated
0: that. I'm gonna take it. Okay. Okay. Pause.
1: Pause. And we're back.
0: Okay. What are you? I see the word anxiety a lot. <laughs> surprise surprise um okay so according to your questionnaire responses your attachment related anxiety score is four or five point44 on a scale ranging from one low anxiety to seven
1: <laughs> high anxiety your
0: attachment related avoidance score is 3.28 on a scale from one to seven so what are you high anxiety low avoidance hmm Well, there you guys have Combining it. your anxiety and avoidance scores, you fall into the preoccupied region of the space. <laughs> Previous research on attachment styles indicated that preoccupied people tend to have highly conflictual relationships. Although they are comfortable expressing their emotions, preoccupied individuals often experience a lot of negative emotions, which can often interfere with their relationships.
1: Is that why we're so fucked up? Is that why we're such good friends? Probably. Yikes. Well... Fuck. There's that. Nice. Why did we just attack ourselves on the pod? Why did we do? <laughs> no, we stupid. didn't have to do that. We didn- <laughs> Well, then you listen to me and you're like, I want to. <laughs> We're dumb. Okay. Let's get to the quotes. So I have, I have oh, Jesus. Chelsea learned to talk. Buddha says, Ooh, the root of suffering is attachment. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this is the one we really wanted to give you guys. Thanks, Buddha. Thanks, Buddha. Um. So littlenivy.com. It's a manifestation. Um. So we're gonna read it to you and then play it back. Listen to it again. Say it to yourself. Write it down. Write it down. Yep. Yeah. Um. Look for it on the Instagram at mentalhealthsucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. Boom. Okay.
0: So close your eyes. Take a deep breath. <gasps>
1: Sorry, I killed the mood right <laughs> Fuck off. I was trying to really I know I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. You killed the Emperor's groove. <laughs> you throw off the Emperor's groove. Come on. <laughs> okay, everybody, close your fucking eyes. Take a deep breath. I release all things from the past that has caused negative attachment. I prepare and welcome new changes, new lessons, and new adventures. I welcome new opportunities to grow emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Boom! That's all
0: nice okay okay i think we're done make sure you water yourself and your friends goodbye